Hey friends, welcome back. I wanted to share an interview I did on Chelsea Joe Moore's podcast, Systemize Your Life, and I've had her here on the show, but I just thought it would be poignant to share her interview of me. She's also a mom struggling with eczema, wanting to solve it in a natural way that doesn't do any further harm. But as all of us are, she's still a part of the real world where steroid prescriptions or any prescription is the first line of defense for any imbalance, but especially for our kids' super uncomfortable eczema. And they work, guys, I get it, for a time. That's the unfortunate part, they work for a time. And the working part is that they're suppressing the itchy, red, dry symptoms your kid is facing. In using these, you're kicking the can down the road. Prescriptions suppress the issue. They do not resolve it. It's just like your kid's feelings. Like if you don't address them, they don't go away. The tantrum just gets louder and louder. And if they're suppressed over and over and over again, they learn to, to do that themselves just and develop the negative habits that we all face as adults because our childhoods weren't perfect either. Point is, if we want better for our kids, which of course we all do, we have to change. We have to learn new habits. We are responsible for their lives right now. At one point in time, the lifestyle, diet, and nutrition advice, and the environmental changes that I recommend were not even a factor in our decision-making because the technology or the drugs or the round-the-clock access to anything that we could possibly fathom wasn't available. So living in discord from what our bodies and minds and spirits like require is now normal. But we're learning not so much a new way, but training ourselves in, in ancient wisdom that has been forgotten for the sake of our kids. This is why we're taking on this task and our kids through their condition is telling us that we need to make these changes. We're on this ride together, friends. So. Again, I just thought it would be insightful to air this. And also, if you're ready to learn step-by-step step these changes in a digestible, self-paced manner, sign up for the eczema-free framework, go to the website eczemakids.com and get going on making tonight, like right now, tonight or tomorrow, and the rest of your kids' lives better. You all get a free call when you sign up for the framework and you can book that anytime you're ready. Let's dig into the show. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids.
Today's episode is going to apply to those of you who are looking to take their systematic life all the way down into the details on how to live a truly, truly, truly holistic, seasonal, very, very, very vibrant life, like all the way down into your insides. And part of that whole process and what we're going to be talking about today does apply 100% to you or to those of you who have kiddos that have any type of skin condition at all, specifically eczema. So this episode is an interview that I got to do with an incredible mama named Andra McHugh. And she is the creator and the owner of Eczema Kids. She hosts the Eczema Kids podcast, which I will just tell you, um, the reason why I'm having her on the show is because she is a wealth of information. And if eczema and skin conditions are not a part of your life, but any chronic health condition that is related to your gut at all, anything related to your brain and your gut and that connection, you are going to want to listen to this episode. From the amount of reading that I have done over the last 20 years on those two things specifically, what comes out of this lady's brain is absolutely mind-blowing. She went through something in her life with her children that catapulted her through this experience of truly learning and creating a framework for how to heal yourself from the inside out. And so when those skin conditions flare up, she knows exactly how to manage it in a very systematic way to be able to create not only healthy outsides like of our skin and our children's skin, but really healing the inside as well. So because I have been on this journey um, just ever so slightly with my kiddos and even with myself over the past many, many, many years, and other things just like popping up into our life and me really wanting to dive into this, I recently had searched for eczema in the podcast app and her podcast showed up. And so I started listening to her show. Um, she has done extensive research, tons of experimenting and knows exactly the go-to things that need to be done. Um, she knows the patterns that are recognizable. We literally talk about all of it and I know for a fact that her advice does not conflict anything that I have been led through in my own journey, through my own reading, through my own incredibly, incredible doctors, like really, really, really great information that she's about to share with you here. And her changes that she made in her life, she says those improvements were so life-changing for her whole family that that is why she now helps other parents heal their kids' eczema and their own because her belief is that no child or person should suffer through itchy, painful skin. Um, and any other, again, any other condition that you may be having, I'm telling you this episode is for you. This is like it's a longer episode, but it is so full of incredible information. Today is going to blow your mind. All right, ladies, I am so excited. We have a guest on the show today, which is new and fun. And welcome, Andra McHugh. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you and pick your brain. Why don't you tell everybody the one thing that I ask everyone, kind of what brought you here to the show? What are you excited to share? What is it that you do? And then tell us what you juggle in your life. What are you trying to balance on a regular basis? Thanks. Thanks, Chelsea. I am so excited to be here. Seriously, you're a celebrity to me because I've been following you for a while. <laughs> 
And it's because of what I do. I host a podcast called Eczema Kids and I have four kids and I work from home and we homeschool and two of them had severe, severe eczema a couple of years ago. And it was just a lot to manage and just being a normal mom or a normal work from home mom is a lot. But then when you add unwell children and like a demanding condition like eczema, it, it can be too much real quick. So that's really when I started following you and implemented your strategies to help manage it all. That is very interesting. I did not know that that's how I got weaved into your life, which is so fun. And I'm really curious, like, what is your background? How did you get to this place? Because like, I've never, I've never talked about this on the show before, but Bailey May has intermittent, what I would say, mild eczema. Sometimes she gets pretty big patches and flare-ups on like her chin, on her lip. Both of my kids have this thing that is a non-medical term for it is chicken skin it's like the bumps on the backs of the arms, but Bailey gets those, those get flared. Like she has major flare-ups of those. She gets them all down the backs of her legs, even like on her rib cages over to her stomach and this last bout. And it's always when she gets sick, when her immune system is suppressed because she's fighting something, she even got it kind of on her forehead and a little bit on her cheeks, but it's not like the classic look of eczema that she gets every once in a while under her nose or under her lip. And so I don't know if those are in the same wheelhouse or not, but we deal with that from time to time here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm a super crunchy mom always have been, it's dialed back a few notches. Now that I have two children, your first kid, I feel like they don't go in the swimming pool because of the chlorine. They don't (laughs) They have nothing yeah. forever, yeah. but then like by the second kid, you're like, yeah, the first one's fine. We now we have no idea what it's doing to their insides. But anyway, so I'm a little more relaxed, I would say, but, but I'm just so curious how you got to this place where you found something that worked because I even have a natural ma- naturopathic medical doctor on board. We've done food testing and like without going all in and removing like the major allergens and like going ham and then having to get on the school and not letting them expose her. Like, I'm so curious. Did you go that extreme? What, what was the journey like for you as just an average mom to now, you know, how to teach other people to have these solutions. When this situation presented itself, like when I had, I had an older child, a toddler with eczema. And then when my third daughter came along, she was basically born with eczema and it was just so severe for the the last two the baby and the toddler it just kind of overtook our lives like i had no choice but to do something like their skin was just bleeding head to toe it was it was horrible and at the time i was a dental assistant i i did that job and that training while i was pregnant with my third child which is a real shame because it really is like a, a kind of a deleterious field and you know, you're exposed to radiation and a lot of chemicals and things like that. And then on top of that, all four of my children, sadly, have been bored via cesarean. And so like, we've had to just with that, you know, without being exposed to the the good gut bugs that, you know, normal births go through that, that really put us in, in a place that we had to heal from that as well. And my first one's deals with celiacs. And and I, I attribute that 
all of the autoimmune conditions to really that to the cesarean births. So there's things that you can do to overcome it. My fourth, thankfully is like, he's doing amazing. And mm-hmm. he also has a tummy birth. It's just, now I know the preventative things that you can do, but that's, that's how I came into it. It's just like, wow, this is a lot. And I took them to the doctor. Cause I was like, what is this? I have never seen this. This is so weird. And I said, well, steroids, basically the doctor gave me two separate prescriptions to use in tandem for the baby and the toddler, the toddler as well, and bleach baths and, um, just other things that I was just not comfortable with. And I was there with, you know, my two month old baby. And I just say, this is not the way that I want to handle this, that I can handle this. And there, there has to be another way. So I basically just dedicated my life to research and, and trial and error and cooking everything and, and figuring it out. And I did. First of all, kudos to you. And, you know, there's so many people, moms are just, it's crazy what moms are capable of. You know what I mean? And what a beautiful, like testaments to you had to do all of this. And so then you were like, I need systems in my life because now I have this other extra component (laughs) and in comes Chelsea Joe, which is really fun. You know, it's so cool how every mom and what they have to offer, because oddly enough, for those of you that are listening, this is just such an interesting and unique pairing. Cause not long ago when Bailey had a flare up, I was like, I need information, you know? And so I started searching for podcasts and that's how I found, um, Andrew, which is really cool that and kind of full circle for both of us that you're here on the show. And she actually reached out to me, which is just so fun, but <clears throat> how we all have a piece of each other's puzzle and to be able to kind of complete the picture for what each other needs. And that's, what's so fun about sharing experiences and stories and why I'm excited to have you here is just to talk about what would that, what was the next step and what was that journey like? Because as you went through and you figured this out and you've done it for multiple kiddos now, now this is what you do. You're able to help other moms with the things that really didn't work that maybe, you know, some of us might dabble with and the things that really were super effective. And so Andrew's actually built a framework that I'm super excited to learn about so that I can just kind of fast track and really understand what's going to help Bailey better. And maybe even potentially Frankie, because she does have those bumps on the back of her arm, pretty severe. And she's had them for like six years, you know, not severe. They're mild to moderate, depending on what we're going through and what's happening in her body. So what did, what happened for you? What was the natural progression? What did you do after finding all that research? Like, what did you come up with? So the first thing that I did, you know, that implement, it just affects so much. And it's really what you have control of most immediately as moms is food. So Mm -hmm. I changed our diet to a, an anti-inflammatory diet. I started really abiding by the seasons to help get our circadian rhythms and just balance, balance our bodies. And then it had to, on top of that, be not triggering for eczema, which is, like balancing the qualities is kind of how I think of it. So like eczema is just this dry and hot and kind of mobile condition. And when you eat moist or oily, like cooling and grounded kind of earthy foods, and those change depending on the season, that's what's the most balancing where there'd be, I don't know, like just a a normal healthy food, like cold celery, right? That's, that's a healthy food. But if you serve it just cold, raw from the fridge, 
it's too much for the digestive system. So I guess it has to be anti-inflammatory, seasonal, not evoking the qualities of eczema and also easy to digest. Right. Which is so mind blowing to me. Cause as I was going through your stuff, I see all these things about like seasonal diets and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? There's information in the world that I don't know. And it's helpful for a problem that I have. My mind has flown because <laughs> to me, it's always like, we have a chronic condition in our house, whether it's mild or severe or severe. I don't just want to put a bandaid on it. I want to figure out a solution for it. And so I'm sitting over here. Like I just heard words that I want to know more about, first of all, seasonal eating. We need to talk about that a little bit more. And then the circadian rhythm of the seasons, which I am so big on every single, like right now, I am so tempted to homeschool my children because I'm so, I, they want to sleep until eight o'clock in the morning because it's, that's when the sun comes up and it's like, I'm tired of waking them. This is why we get sick more often. We need more sleep right now. It's just following those rhythms has been a huge part of my life for a long time, but I have never really truly understood or leaned into how diet plays and our food plays a part of that, which is because we have access to food year round right now. If we were back to when we were actually eating what was in season and what we could grow, that our hand would have been forced into the natural cycles and patterns of eating based on what was growing. So it's so interesting to me that you've figured out how this affects the eczema. And before you go into, into this, first of all, you know, honestly, immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds super complicated. So I know, and I can believe that you've simplified this in a way that makes it super digestible to parents, even me where this like is, is fun because I know the benefit of it on the other end. I still am in a season of life where it's like, I need to be able to shop at Trader Joe's like most of the time, you know, Mm -hmm. I need to be able to have that balance with helping doing everything that I can to help Bailey with her eczema and just the overall health of my kiddos plus be able to have the time that I need for all the other things. So, um, I'm excited to get into that for a minute, but let's just talk a little bit about what can parents before we go any further, how do parents know if their kids really do have eczema? Like what are those indicators where you're like, maybe they, maybe they're just sitting in that spot where it's like undiagnosed at this point. Like what do they do when they're listening to this episode? Well, even if it's just one little patch of dry skin, you, you want to remedy that. I mean, that's how it started for both of my kids. It's just one little thing. I thought the toddlers was just like a ringworm or something weird. And, you know, it just wasn't going away. And then it eventually took over her entire body, like seemingly overnight. And same with the baby she was born with just, they said like a neonatal rash just throughout her body, just little ones you wouldn't know. And then it got drier and drier and drier and then overtook her body. So if there's just any patch of skin that's out of balance for any way, be it eczema or oily or, you know, whatever it is, you, you need to start, start curbing that with diet. Like immediately that's a sig that signifies that your body is all about out of balance. Where do we start with the diet? What do we do? <laughs> Where do you start? So the first thing is really, is really just reframing this in your mind. And it's just before you consume anything, you just think about the properties of it. And most of it, you don't have to do your body naturally is attuned to eating this way. Like they want it, your body naturally wants more like sweet potatoes and 
root vegetables, things like that, and warming soups and stews in the winter. And it wants more cleansing greens and things like that in the summer and water or in the spring and like watermelon and cilantro, like cooling foods in the summer. But what's happened is because we have 24 seven, you know, access to anything and we are eating milkshakes at 10 PM at the middle of a blizzard, (laughs) we get, we get far and far off from where we need to be. And so just that mindset shift and it's, it's one going by the season, like, okay, it's cold outside now. So warming foods, it's just like, what is the opposite of what's happening outside? That's, what's going to balance my internal environment. Tell me you have a list. Tell me you have a list of warming. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Yes. It's just, if you didn't have it on hand, it's just like to think about that yourself. Like, okay, this is cold. I need hot that. Um, but yeah, I have three seasonal diets that are a two week rotational diets that has everything listed out and it's really easy to follow. So I have all the things too. This is not spend all day in the kitchen, but I just have it laid out so you can get in the rhythm of cooking for the season. And, and then on top of that layering what's needed to treat eczema because just seasonal eating isn't enough. That's like the first layer. And then you Okay. Gotta- that's what I was going to say. What's the next thing? What do we do <laughs> then- after after the eating, okay, we know that we need to spend some time and pay attention, make some shifts with our food. Okay, cool. What's the next thing? Yeah. Then you got to deal with symptom management. You have to address the problem and that's, you know, with topicals, but yeah, you have to be doing something now because the skin is out of balance. So I recommend infused oils. The, the oil absorbs the properties of the herbs. And I tell you which herbs And that is essentially like taking supplements through your skin. It's the same way that topicals work, like topical steroids, you're absorbing it through your skin. It's your largest organ. So in doing that, and also some other lotions and things like wet wraps, like addressing the situation that, that needs to happen now. So your kids can stop itching so they can start sleeping through the night. That's, I am just, how did you figure this out? Like, how did you figure out? that, that like, there's so many creams I go and I'm like, what is happening? And the natural ones that are at the store, they don't work. They do not work at all. And so I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I have essential oils, but I'm very reluctant to use those on my kiddos with eczema because of the rawness of their skin. So I don't even go that route. And then I'm left with like, okay, I need to get this under control and the steroids work amazing, but I hate it. And it doesn't, that's not what I want to do. So it's like, how in the world did you figure out that you're infusing herbs in oils? What's <laughs> happening? I don't know. I read like 20 million books and it's, oh gosh. it's just, I stayed up all night. I don't know how I got through that season of my life. I really don't, but I, I read so, so much. And then I basically, I mean, a lot of this is derived from, from Ayurveda, which is the oldest medical yeah. system in the world. Mm-hmm. And in understanding that I could, I could move forward. And that's so what is this, what does it look like? What is, how are you Tell me you have a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I these. have everything laid out within the sim- symptom management part of the framework. And I tell you like first, I mean, a commercial product that I think works really, really well is the tubby Todd all over ointment. And there's like, you know, one or two ingredients that I don't love, but we, we still use it because it really, it does actually help and work, but anything you do 
topically, it's not going to solve it, but it just helps you deal with the, with the here and now. There's a few other companies that make really pure products that are really, really good. Like Primally Pure does a baby balm that really helps. And that's mm. uh, like a tallow base. I've tried yeah. to make some myself and it didn't work out very well. Like my baby smelled like a skirt steak. Like I just couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore or like fish oil. Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's not like a sardine. I can't. Your poor kids. They have no idea that they were like these little test guinea pigs, but you know, at least you figured it out. So how often are you making these infused oils? Yeah. These infused oils. And is that in, in like combo with these other ones, or is it just you use you use multiple at the same time. Hmm. Um, I, I make them like, I don't know, once a month and I have those really big 64 ounce Mason jars and you can, it's this, the process is really simple. You just get dry herbs and you can use like mountain rose herbs or things like that. And I have them all listed in the framework and you just put them in the bottom of the Mason jar use a crock pot and put the mason jar on top of some like mason jar lids at the bottom of the crock pot, mm-hmm. fill up, fill up the crock pot, like a fourth of the way and just let it simmer, you know, eight or 12 hours or however long it's there. What's the so shelf really life on that? It's six months oh. since you're not putting in any preservatives, but yeah, 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 you'll use it. And then we go into a kind of a sequence as to when to use what. I love that. Okay. So we've got eating and supplement. I mean, symptom management. What's is, what's the next part. And then you want to decrease your environmental triggers. Okay. So you do that with home modifications. So look at your water situation, look at any possible mold situations, address the EMF situation at your house, your cleaning products that you're using laundry. soap. I mean, I feel like most people who are dealing with eczema and their kids know like this may be the first thing that they realize is like, oh, laundry soap has to be unscented at the very least and, and pretty simple. So I'm really curious how you know, what is your kids triggers? Is this like what you teach? Is it just like a blanket? Let me teach you to cover all the bases, but then how do you figure? Cause it sounds like you're covering all the bases here mm-hmm. to just get your kiddo better. But obviously you don't want to live in this environment that's super restrictive unless your child actually is responding negatively to all these things. Like, how do I figure out what it is for Bailey that is the trigger? What you'll notice is when you start following this way, some of this is just balanced living, right? So eating with the seasons and then addressing water, mold, EMFs, cleaning products. This is just all like building blocks for healthy living. And so when you notice, when you notice like your body is out of balance, no matter what it is, if you have a headache or stomach troubles, or no matter, no matter what it is, it's, it's telling you that you need to do something different. And when you start to, just the way that our Western society is set up, we are, we're really far removed in most cases to where we need to be. Even if you consider yourself a healthy person, it's still confusing. Like what does healthy even mean? So I recommend doing this, doing this in sequence. And I give you it all as a crash course. You can start to implement these things like right away, not waste the time researching like I did, but then there will be things that stick. You don't have to, when you heal, you'll, you'll go through this and you'll, you will like truly heal. You'll heal and seal the gut. And then once that happens, they won't be triggered anymore. They can 
wear a shirt that was washed and tied, you know, and they'll be okay. They can eat a gluten sandwich and be fine and not, you know, and you don't want to do that every day because then they will get out of balance again. But if you, you know, these one-offs, they can handle that and take that in stride. It's no problem, but you have to heal and seal the gut first in order for that to happen. And then look at the environment, obviously the symptom management, if it happens and then looking at the environment, right. Which is like so heavy on my mind right now. I think there's a fourth step to your framework, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 But for those of you that are listening that may have a child or a kiddo that's suffering, or maybe even you're suffering, you're going to want to go all in on these things. And maybe it is a temporary three to six months where your life kind of gets turned upside down for a little bit and you go all in and you learn a thing. Right. But then it just kind of becomes a way of life and you can back down off of like the intensity and the learning curve kind of exactly what it is. So, right. When I had bleeding, you know, just crying, sad kids. Yeah. We went, we went full in now you wouldn't know things like your cleaning solutions and your laundry detergent Mm -hmm. and opening windows and putting plants that detoxify the air into your environment that that stuff can and needs to be done now. And, you know, like the lotions that you're putting on your kids don't, you know, if it's got, if it's got some questionable things, don't use it. Right. Oh, I love this. And so all of those kind of fall underneath the environmental aspect of your framework. What comes after that? And then you want to nutrify and detoxify and increase the body's ability to make glutathione, which is like a liver enzyme. And it's your number one body's detoxifying enzyme. And you want to do that. I mean, that if you're in a really hard place with eczema or any type of ailment, you're going to need supplements to help, to help get you there because food is a really good start. And if that's where you are, that's like the most amazing start and what will move the dial the most. But if you're doing this and then, and doing all the other things, the symptom management and the environmental triggers, and you're still suffering a little bit or or ready to add in another layer of supplements can, can help you get there. Yeah. To just take you back to, from this severe imbalance back to a normal. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, it's like an extra push. It's just like a, it kind of gets you there a little bit quicker. It helps kind of speed things up a bit. Okay. After that, what's next? And then ideally you don't have to do the fifth step, but I know there's some people that really want to, and that's testing. So, you know, if Mm. your baby's under one, you're pretty limited on what you can do, but I have the steps on what you can do. And then anyone one and up, I have a sequence of tests that you can order yourself without a physician and guide you through what makes the biggest difference, what you can learn from each of these tests. And, but again, ideally skip that step completely because it's expensive, frankly, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's, it's pricey, it's time consuming and sad, right? It's sad to take your kids in for a blood draw. Like that's horrible. So well, and Bailey had a finger prick done. She didn't have a blood draw and she mm-hmm. handled it like a champ, but Oh my gosh, it was like yeah. gut wrenching. Yeah. Fingerprints I mean, are amazing. Yeah. Or finger pricks, but yes, anything else. And then there's a stool test recommended as well, because if you are, if you go through these steps and you're really on it and you're still have a little bit 
you wouldn't have more than a little bit to go, but that if you just still need to get, you know, it's like losing that last five pounds. If you need to lose that last five pounds, <laughs> yeah. then, then move forward with the testing and the, and then I show you the sequence. Yeah. This is amazing. Um, I'm going to have you right now tell everybody where they can find you. And then I want you to tell us what a typical day looks like with your kiddos, just kind of like what they eat and what, what are your typical routines with all of this in play? And you're in a place of just like ongoing maintenance. I want to hear what that looks like, but before that, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. My podcast is called eczema kids. So you can find that on Apple or anywhere else. And my website is the same eczemakids.com and you can find the work with me tab there. And that's where you can get access to the framework and an implementation call with me. Very excited. I'll be going there as soon as this is over with. (laughs) Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay. So what does a typical day look like for you? How old are your kiddos? If you don't mind me asking, do you send them to school or are you in full control of their diet? (laughs) Yeah. That, and that's a recent, now I'm in full control, which is recent because like I mentioned, we just moved. And so that move was not aligning with academic calendars. And so now we are homeschooling. So my kids are 10 months, three, almost six and almost eight. So they're little, but Mm -hmm. you know, getting, getting out of the the little stage, I guess I still won't be out of the little stage for a long time (laughs) because I have a 10 month old. So, I mean, really the, the day, like we said, if you get into a rhythm, but the day looks like we have breakfast first and tea, like a warm, a warming beverage. Cause it's, we're in California, but it's still cold right now. I mean, it's pretty simple. My husband, I mean, now like kids eat eggs and a parfait that's room temperature because I just make my own yogurt with a can of coconut milk and some probiotics. And then it, with with fruit in it, it's pretty easy. And then, you know, they have a snack. Now they're eating cheese because that's like in season, you know, in the winter, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like a heavy kind of dense yeah. food, earthy food, yeah. which kind of counters yeah. like the, the mobile windy what's going on outside. So then they have that for a snack and then they have lunch, which is typically like a, a protein and some vegetables and then another snack, you know, I just can't get over the <laughs> all snacks. the snacking, <laughs> all the my kids. I have to say the kitchen is closed. Like I just can't, it's too yeah. much, but you know, this is basically our rhythm and then dinner, which is usually vegetarian, like beans and rice type of thing, but that's been soaked and prepared like with an Instapot so that the lectin Yeah. 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 You know, these are all so normal. These are very, very normal things for you. And I'm, you know, just so curious how somebody that's on a typical Western diet with their kids, where they're eating processed foods all day long and their Mm -hmm. kiddos has terrible, terrible allergies, how they, without even eating seasonally, how they can just make a transition and a switch into something a degree better that could help them outside of boxes of mac and cheese and pre-made snackable peanut butter and jellies. And like, Mm -hmm. how does that mom with that kiddo that's suffering change? How does she transition? I guess the biggest, that is the biggest adjustment to, to our normal, what's normal now, typical lives is you basically have to eliminate packaged foods. Yeah. 
you just have to. And so, I mean, there's definitely some that are great, but I mean, that's, that's pretty much the number one rule. So you start there. And then, I mean, really this looks like basically to make tomorrow better. I mean, the same as you say, you got it, you start the night before. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's what I do. I have a beer tap, like great, you know, like the thing that absorbs the extra beer when you're <laughs> pulling it from a bar. Yeah. That's where I have Mason jars with yogurt and any grains that I'm eating tomorrow. I have that just in water with, with lemon. That's where I do sprouts if I'm into that rhythm, but that's like a more advanced thing, but it's really just starting there. It's on my kitchen counter, which isn't ideal, but it's just what we do. And I run through the thing. I look at the menu board. You have to have a menu board and you have to <laughs> know what's happening tomorrow. So I just, the night before I look at what's happening tomorrow, what do I have to do now to prepare for that food wise? The bath time situation, that's the same thing. I mean, if you're just, if you're already giving your kids a bath every night, which I recommend that you do, it's oil them up first and then don't use shower gel on them or, you know, yeah. anything that's like more drying and then put lotion on immediately after they're done. So it's, it's not too much. And then if you're in a really, really bad situation, start wet wet wrapping, but it's basically the same things that you're already doing. Right. And then in the morning, you, you know, I guess the answer to your question is you have to prepare, you have to prepare with the menu board and know what, what am I serving yeah. for breakfast, lunch yeah. and, and dinner and snacks. Cause otherwise they come to you. And for my kids still, it's like this really stressful situation. Like, ah, I have to eat. It's like, it's not an emergency. You're okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. But if I don't have kind of just like a list of what I'm doing, that's when I start throwing, you know, crackers at them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> feeding the birds. Right. Take the crackers. This is fine. Go away. Yeah. So, so it's that. Oh. It's really being prepared. Such a great conversation. And I have so many questions, which I'm going to ask you when we're offline about so many things, but I think that this gives everyone a really great start. Andrew, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. What a beautiful, hard season that blossomed into something so incredible. And I'm so glad that you're teaching people what you learned because it is a lot of really great information. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So fun. I could just talk to her all day. If you want to learn along with Chelsea how to heal your kids holistically, we all have so much to learn from each other. It's so fun. But if this is where you're struggling, friends, I am here to help. Eczemakids.com slash work with me. I would love, love, love to have a quick implementation call with you and get you started on the eczema free framework all in your own time. Take it step by step by step, as slow or fast as you want to go. Let's get rid of eczema, friends. It's not fun. Eczemakids.com slash work with me. I'll see you there. And join the Facebook group so we can all talk and share our healing journeys. It's eczema solutions for kids, natural healing and comfort. I'll talk to you there. Take care, friends. You are doing fantastic. Hey, friend. If today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.